Hey, coaches. Thank you for tuning in to Keep Your Pads Down, a podcast for the men in the trenches. My name is Ty Taylor, and currently I'm the defensive line coach and special teams coordinator at Kerrville Tyvee High School in Kerrville, Texas. So last summer, I got the idea of starting my own podcast uh, after listening to several podcasts that I enjoy. Uh, I love listening to podcasts. Uh, if I'm ever out uh, driving around or working out in the yard or working out, I'm usually listening to a podcast. And in particular, I love football podcasts. But one problem that I ran into that it was, was that it was really hard to find stuff about defensive football. And in particular, it's hard to find information about defensive line play. So I decided uh, once our season wrapped up this past year that I was going to go for it and make my own podcast that revolved around defensive line play. That way I can bring guys on that I respect and want to talk to and ask questions that I want to know the answers to. And hopefully in listening to that, you'll be able to pick up on some own, some things yourself and, and learn more about defensive line play in the process. Now bear with me. There will no doubt be some growing pains throughout all of this. I'm not a professional podcaster like most of you guys. I'm a football coach. But I'm having fun learning and know that each episode will get a little bit better and better as I figure out exactly what I'm doing here. So a little bit more about me. I'm married to my wife, Chelsea. We have two kids, a daughter who is four years old. Her name is Gracie and a three-year-old son named Hutch. And I started coaching uh, in 2009 at Lafayette County High School in Oxford, Mississippi. Got there, spent four years there from 2009 to 2012. During that time, we played for three 4A state championships and won back-to-back state championships in 2010 and 2011. Uh, we were undefeated in both of those years. So it was a really special time, a great place to break in as a coach. I had a lot of fun there. But not from Mississippi, I'm from Texas. And I always knew that we, I wanted to get back down here and coach. And so I jumped at the first opportunity that I had to come down here to Kerrville. And so we have been in Kerrville for six years now where I'm the defensive line coach and special teams coordinator, as I mentioned earlier. So for this first episode, I thought it was important for you to get to know me a little bit. So I have two friends, Mark Keller, who does all of the local high school sports, all of our local high school sports, calls the games for our local radio station. And Jonathan Toy, who's the sports editor for our local newspaper. Both of them have a Saturday morning sports talk show. And from time to time, they'll bring coaches on, talk to them a little bit and get to know them. Recently, they had me on. And so what you're going to hear today is that show. Those guys do a great job and we had a lot of fun. Thanks again for tuning in and enjoy episode one of Keep Your Pads Down. find out a little bit more uh, about Coach Taylor. Coach, where did you grow up? Yeah, I grew up in uh, Huntsville, Texas, where uh, all the prisons are. Yeah. I claim to fame. Born and raised there. So I have family lives there. My parents still live there. So, so I went to uh, high school? Yeah, Huntsville High School. Huntsville High School. Yeah. They only have one high school in Huntsville? Oh, yep, one high school. Okay. One high school. We and what actually, classification? Uh, they're 5A, okay. Division II. We, um, they lost in the final seconds on a fluke play to Fort Bend Marshall in the uh, fourth round. Um, and so, you know, it, a lot of things had, would have had to fall into place, but it, we could have, have um, played them in the uh, semis if, if both of us would have ah, made See, it that would have been cool, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a good year for them. They, uh, they've been down for a long time, but um, Coach Southern over there, Rodney Southern, has really turned the program around and um, created a lot of excitement for the community. And, and so um, watching, and I'll always keep up with them. I have uh, uh, some friends on the staff, and 
Um, so, so still keep up with them every, uh, every week. And it was, it was a cool thing to see them do as well as they did this year. So, so obviously play football for Huntsville. Yes. Uh huh. Yep. What position uh, did you play? I played, uh, offensive line and defensive line, which, um, I was a, a marginal player at best and was, was, was really skinny and, and, uh, just kind of one of those kids that just worked hard and got after it. And so that was it. And, and, uh, but enjoyed my time there. Loved, loved, uh, my time in Huntsville, and, and I'll always be a Hornet. Hornet. Yeah, Huntsville Hornets. I like that. Stingham toy. Stingham toy? Yeah. <laughs> Hornets. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, you said you're a marginal student, but you wound up going and playing college ball. Well, yeah. So, I walked on. I had, I had a, I walked on at um, Harding University. It's a Division two school up in Arkansas. My brother, well, that's where um, Ryan, Robert, Ryan, Robertson Ryan Robertson is. is. Yeah. Wow. And okay. David Jones. Yeah. I walked on there. I had a brother who was already there. He's a was a, was a team captain, senior, you know, playing, starting on the offensive line, and and uh, he said, you know, why don't you, why don't you walk on up here and just see how it, see how how it works out, and and uh, so I did, and um, went up there as a tight end, and uh, realized pretty quickly that I was never going to see the field doing that, and and then after our, my my freshman year, we switched over from a pro style offense to a uh, that was when the air raid was really starting to come into vogue. And so we switched over to the, to the air raid, so there's no more tight end in that offense. So uh, they switched me over to defensive end, which really ended up working out really well. And, and that's where I ended up playing. And um, led her two years there and, and had a great experience there also. So the led her two years at Harden and uh, got to play yeah, quite yeah, a bit. Yeah. In those yeah, my last couple of years, uh, got to play some. And, and uh, again, was never just a, an excellent player, but, but worked hard and, and loved playing and, and, and really enjoyed my experience there. Made a, made a lot of good friends there. And uh, we were we were okay. We were pretty decent. They they've really turned it around since then. They played for the um, uh, they were in the national semis uh, two seasons ago, and they lost to A and M Commerce, who ended up winning it. Uh, and then they they lost in the first round of the playoffs this year. So they've got it they've got it going over there, and and that's also really good to see to to see them doing so well. And Ryan's up there, and uh, and I know they really really like him. So that's also cool to be able to uh, share that with him and and. Um, and, and have that experience, shared experience with him also. So, now, did you always want to be a coach because your major was English? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, not the yeah. normal way that the coaches go. No, there wasn't there were, there were many people to talk ball with in my college classes. You know? American lit is not really a place where uh, you know you got guys drawing plays on their desk or anything. Um, no, I was. It was pretty early on in my college career. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh-huh. Um, my brother had been in, was in was in business and. Uh, I just didn't know. I was just kind of bumping along, and um, I'd been working at a church camp, and and so I, in the summers, and realized that I really liked working with teenagers, and obviously that I love football. So, kind of the light just clicked one time, one day, and I realized I wanted to coach. And I sat down with my advisor at the time, and I said, "Okay, so I want to coach." Um, and, and I said, "I either want to teach history or English, but I don't really know what I want to do." And he said, "Well, you, you do what you want, but if you teach English, you you'll, you won't have a problem finding a job." I said, well, okay, that's what I'll do. And actually, I had a, one of my professors call me in one day. He said, what are you, because he was looking at my grades. Um, he said, what are you wanting to do with this English degree? I said, well, <laughs> yeah. I want to teach and coach. He said, okay, well, yeah, you can do that. It, and I think he was getting ready to crush my dreams if he thought I wanted to be a, a professor or something. But anyway, yeah, so um, <laughs> I catch a lot of flack, especially uh, in the coach's office for being an English teacher, but it's all good. They don't. Uh, they don't mind sending stuff to me to proofread. So right. Um, anyway, it it has its it has its benefits for sure. So uh, English teacher slash coach 
decided you wanted to go that route. Uh, what was your first job out of college? Yeah, so that's an interesting story. Um, so we were, um, I, I met my wife in school and, and we got married and she was going to go to grad school for her, her degree. She's a speech therapist. And so I wanted to coach college football. And so I said, well, find a place to go to grad school and I'll, I'll try to get on as a GA or volunteer assistant or something. I, I was going to do anything. And so she got on at Ole Miss or she, or she got accepted at Ole Miss there in Oxford. And so I, I had a few connections there. Um, our head coach at the time, Houston Nutt, was, was there. Oh, wow. and, and my head coach at Harding, um, his son played for Houston Nutt at Arkansas. So there was a little bit of a connection there. And, and I got on working camps with him that summer and got to know some of the guys on staff and then showed back up in August. Got a, uh, saw they had an opening for a volunteer assistant in the strength department. And so I jumped on it. So I started doing that, and I was um, also working for 10 bucks an hour as an uh, athletic tutor at, at, for Ole Miss football players and was doing, was doing the uh, strength thing for about a week during their, 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 their fall camp. And one night at dinner, the strength coach called me in and said, hey, we need to talk. He said, hey, we, um, we have too many volunteers. Our athletic director is making us crack down on some of these guys that we have, and so we got to let you go. And so I got fired from a job that I was getting paid nothing. I don't know how, to, I don't know how that works. <laughs> but you talk about humbling. Uh, and so here it was, late August. And, um, and I mean, I didn't even, they didn't give me a T-shirt. I went to the bookstore and bought an Ole Miss T-shirt. Um, and I still got fired. Um, but anyway, uh, so it's, it's, I'm scrambling now. I'm in this brand new town that I don't know. I know, know no one. And um, football is literally starting uh, the next week, the high school season's there. They start a little earlier than, than we do down here. And so um, I got put in touch with a school there. That There's two schools there. I got put in touch with a school. And um, they, you know, I had some, some people tell me, hey, go talk to the, the coach there. And so I walked into his office on Thursday. They played a game, their, their first game on Friday. And I just sat down and said, hey, I want to coach. I'll do whatever. You don't have to pay me. I'll just volunteer. And he said, well, come, to, come see us Sunday, and we'll, we'll figure something out. So anyway, long story short, I volunteered that season as an outside linebackers coach and um, still worked at Ole Miss. And so I'd go to practice in the afternoon and then we ended up playing for the school's first state championship that season. And um, the next two years, we didn't lose a game, won back-to-back state championships. Wow. Um, had some really good players. And, and then I ended up obviously getting a full-time job there and ended up staying there four years and then uh, came back to Texas. All right, so you come back to Texas. What's your first coaching gig in Texas? Uh, it was Kerrville. I was okay. Uh, yeah, I was. I we knew we weren't going to stay up there. We we didn't have any reason to stay up there. My wife and I. So um, we were looking at jobs, and I was applying everywhere. And and um, I thought I was going to go back to Huntsville. I talked with them and and, and gone down on my during my spring break and met with the the coaches. And you know, it was it would have been a really easy transition. I knew some of the coaches on staff. The the principal at the high school was. Um, you know, my elementary school principal, I mean, it was a, it was just seen kind of like a slam dunk. And then late March, early April, I got a call from coach Hickman. What is y'all's background? How did how, this was the first, well, I didn't know him. This is the first time I'd ever talked to So him. how did he find out about you? Cause I'd applied, I'd, I'd oh, okay. sent my stuff in and they, right. they saw it and he called me and asked if I had a, any, uh, interest in interviewing. And I said, yeah. And then it kind of sounded like they had somebody in, they had somebody in mind. And I said, well, before you hire anybody, let me just come down here. I'll fly down and interview. So I flew down. The next day, I caught a plane out of Memphis and uh, flew down to San Antonio. And Had you heard of Kerrville before I, oh that? Yeah, I, I grew up, um, you know, when I was a kid, that was when Kerrville was playing the, uh, like, West Orange Stark and the Astrodome. You know, I grew up an hour north of Astrodome. Okay. So, you know, I remember hearing Kerrville Tyvee, uh, but had never been to Kerrville. And so 
got to the school and, and the interview went well and, and uh, they offered me the job. And so the first time my wife actually saw Kerrville is when we pulled into town in a U-Haul about four months later. So, and we've been here ever since. Well, I mean, she had to give you a pat on the back because yeah. there's worse places you oh, could yeah. have been. Yeah. Well, she actually teared up as we drove in, but it was, it was, it was good tears. She yes. was, she was uh, excited. And so it was uh, a big change for both of us. But again, we, we love being here and have, have two kids now that are both born here. So uh, we love it. Wow, I mean, lucky to uh, lucky to have you, Coach, for yeah. sure. And uh, you coach the defensive line, uh-huh. and obviously you come by that naturally because that's a position that you played in, you know, football, right? High school, yeah, college. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, it's I, I love coaching defensive line. It's um, it's it's just a great passion of mine. It's a uh, especially here, you know, kind of like John, Jonathan mentioned earlier. Um, you know, you take some guys who, you know, we get guys from all different positions who maybe didn't pan out there and. Um, and, and you try to you try to get them get them to buy in, and uh, it's a fun thing to see. And we've had you know we've had running backs and linebackers and all kinds of guys move over to defensive line, and, and that's been a lot of fun. So um, we've had a lot of great players and a lot of great seasons uh, here at Tyvee. So. So defensive line coach for the Tyvee Antlers, and um, I mean, is that a position that you want to stay at, or would you like to? Well, and I think every coach would, you know, gets into this business and, and wants to move up in the profession. Sure, yeah. Like and so, yeah, yeah, that was that's something I would that I'd like to do um, is advance, and you know, whether that's here or somewhere else, I, I you know, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I, I don't worry about it too much. I just try to do my job here as best I can, and and that stuff tends to take care of itself. And but you know, we've been fortunate so far. You know, I've been coaching for ten years now, and I've lived in two places, and that's that can be kind of a rarity. Yes. Um, because uh, coaches can be move around a lot, and, and fortunately for us, that, that hadn't been the case. So. so have you unpacked the boxes? Yeah, we've unpacked the boxes. Okay. Uh, we actually bought our second house in Kerrville last year. So, Let's talk about your – of course, you want to become a head coach eventually. Yeah, sure. And, I mean, obviously, I mean, you're under good tutorship here. Yeah. Yep. Learning a lot of good things. Yeah, I always say – you know, whenever people ask me about leaving or, or whatever, um, you know, I always say if, if my job came open today, there'd be guys from all over the state tripping over themselves to get here. And we can, it's, we can um, find a lot of things to complain about. You know, we don't have these kids or we don't have this or that or whatever. But the bottom line is, is we're in a great place. And, and again, if, if my job came open today, there'd be a lot of guys, a lot of really qualified uh, great coaches who would who would want to get here and, and, and be able to. They'd have to here. find another English teacher. That's right. I don't know how they. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be the bigger problem. That's right. That's yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, no, we we yeah we are at a great place. Coach Jones and and Coach Hickman and uh, you know work work enjoy working with both of those guys and have really learned a lot from them. I feel like when I got here, I was pretty raw, uh, still still pretty young, and so I've learned a lot from them in my time here. Well, let's talk a little bit about that coaching family because y'all spend so much time together. Yep. Uh-huh. I mean, talk about how that all that develops. You you come into Kerrville, right. brand new. Right. I mean, how do you develop becoming a part of that family? Yeah, you just sort of jump in there, and um, there's always some growing pains, and and there's some uh, you gotta kind of figure out how everybody's personalities are gonna mesh, and there there can be some a little bit of friction at first, but uh, yeah, you just sort of jump in there, and and I knew. Coach Hickman from right, you know, that first conversation with him that he was a person that, you know, that I wanted to be around. You know, you just, you've talked with him. He just mm-hmm. kind of has that magnetic personality and it doesn't take very long to talk to him and you're ready to run through a brick wall. And I remember, uh, you know, his first conversation with me, you know, he told me we were going to be successful and, 
And uh, he was just kind of telling, sharing his vision for the defense with me. And, and so that, that really is what sold me on coming here. But yeah, um, every year there's a little bit of a change. Someone leaves and someone comes in. So it's always, it's kind of ever changing. Yeah. And it's an interesting dynamic because you do spend a lot of time together. And there's a lot of inside jokes and a lot of ribbon that goes on and a lot of, uh, a lot of, yeah, just just jacking with people and and but it's all it's all good stuff and and it's what makes coaching so enjoyable is those relationships. I mean, I gotta say because I was talking about uh, you know Toy and I's you know first experience together. Right. I mean, a new guy coming in and yeah. I'm like, man, don't come in and on my territory, right. you know, trying to. And right. I mean, I could see maybe a coach feeling the same yeah. way. Yeah. No, when I got here, uh, it's a little intimidating because uh, Kerrville's won for a long time. You know, I came from a successful program, but no one really cares. You know, at that point, and I knew that. I knew that. I mean, no one really. Did you wear your rings in? No, I, I mean, <laughs> I, honestly, they're somewhere. I think they're in the 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 uh, ashtray of my truck or something. I really wow. Um, because it's it's really not even about that. It's now I, those guys that I coached with up there are. I, I still talk to them a couple. You know, maybe once a month or so. Uh huh. Um, but no, I because again, no one cares, and that's not in. You know, it, that's not now, and and we're. We're trying to win one here, and, and so no one really cares about that. No one, they just want to see you get after it, and and what can you do to help us win? And so I realized that that no one's going to you know care about you know, the fact we won th- thirty four games in a row or anything like that. They just you know hey get to work and 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 kind of keep your head down and be quiet. And and so that's what I tried to do, uh, especially early on. Was just just get after it. That way I could you know I knew I could endear myself to the guys here if I just just worked hard. But, uh, Coach, I mean, being a coach, obviously you're coaching high school kids. Uh-huh. A lot of emotion involved. Right. A lot of different personalities involved. Yeah. As a coach and as you evolved, I mean, obviously you learned to coach the kids differently. Right. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a, there's an adage, I guess, in coaching that you treat everybody fair. You don't treat everybody the same. Um, and, and, and sometimes you just have to – you have to know. You have to know your kids and know uh, which one. You know how, how, what buttons to push and 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 uh, what makes them tick. And and I don't think, especially in today's climate, uh, social climate, that um, you can just go out there and just start screaming at kids and expect to get anything out of them. There has to be a relationship built with those guys, and that's really um, the the most rewarding part. So that's anyway. where it starts. Yeah. It starts with building that that's relationship right. with right. them. Yeah, you build a relationship with those guys and. And, and that's really one of the main things that, that I love about my job is is having that uh, relationship with those guys and being able to joke around with them and, 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 and get to know them beyond football because then once you can get that and once they know that you care about them, then they'll do uh, whatever you want for them and they'll, they'll uh, give you everything they got. And um, we have a saying around, you know, our, at least in, in, our, in, our, in, uh, in the coach's office is that we're, we're in the business of squeezing turnips. I mean, we are in a place where we have to get every ounce of potential out of them that we can um, because we don't have some of the athletes that other schools have. So it's our success is contingent upon us uh, getting every ounce of effort that we can out of our kids. And and you can't do that without building relationships with them. Uh, And part of that relationship is you got to know how to coach them up. I mean, one kid's going to respond to a butt chewing. He's going to get out there and go, okay, by God, you're going to chew my butt. I'll show you. Right. And then another one, you chew his butt, and he's going to be going, oh, gosh, dang it. Right. I can't yeah. do anything right. No, you're right. You're right. It is a um, – I really think, um, you know, they ought to start requiring coaches and teachers, for that matter, for a, you know, maybe at least minor in psychology or something. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, it, is, um, it, is, it is tricky. 
um, because it, it can't you can't have a one size fits all approach. Uh, you have to you have to vary your your tactics and and uh, your methods, um, and so that's part of the challenge. Just figuring out okay, what how is this kid going to best respond, and how is this kid going to to handle this? And you know, is this a kid that I can ride pretty hard, or I need to sort of pull him aside and put my arm around him and, right. and have a private conversation with him? So. I was just going to say, too, don't you now have a kind of – I wanted to make sure you promoted your blog. Don't you have a blog now on for coaches? Uh, well, yeah, I, I'd started a blog a couple of years ago um, and, and, and kind of did it intermittently and, and would publish some articles. I wrote some articles for Texas Coach Magazine uh, this past year. Um, just That's just sort of kind of a side thing I enjoy doing. But now I'm actually starting a, um, a podcast uh, for Defensive Line uh, that, that pertains just to to matters concerning defensive line, and I'm um, still probably oh, a few weeks away from getting that off the ground. But that's something I'm starting, and I'm uh, excited about it. Uh, it's just another way for me to engage coaches and and learn. Um, I by no means have it all figured out, and 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 not an expert, but it's a great way I, I feel like to uh, get to know other coaches around the state and the country, and to find out what they're doing and how they're uh, coaching things and saying things and. And so, yeah, that's something that I'm going to start uh, here pretty soon. And um, we'll bring some guests on, kind of like what y'all do, and bring some guests on and talk to them and, um, and find out what they're doing with their guys. And, and, and so uh, looking forward to it. I do have to call you. I do have to bring up one thing, though. Yeah. So you, you consider yourself a big defensive line guy, right? Yeah. Well, um, we're Facebook friends because we're BFFs. And uh, I was going to bring this up on the radio show. Uh, when it was your 10-year anniversary with your wife, you posted an old photo of you, and I had to like look at it twice yeah. because uh, you look. Let's just say you looked like a defensive lineman yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah, you you said you're at 250, and then now like you're in great, excellent shape. Like, wow, Jonathan. This, so this feel, thing veered off quickly. I, I, no, I, my point is, I feel like you've kind of betrayed your fellow fat defensive lineman by getting skinny and getting in good shape. Um, uh, do you have a comment on that? Yeah, I don't know where I'm supposed to go with that. But, um, you just, it's a change in mindset. You go from eating everything at, at all hours of the day and night and, and not really caring and just trying to pack it on. Um, like I said, I, in high school, I couldn't gain weight. And then in college, I enjoyed being able to gain weight and get up. You know, I think I said my heaviest was 250. And uh, you realize you get done playing, you don't need to be carrying around that weight anymore. And, and so, yeah, I just decided I don't want to be that big anymore. I got serious about getting back in shape. But I say all the defense alignment are in shape. If you go to a six a.m. workout, they're all be there before the kids, and they're all working out. Yeah, all the coaches. I once attended an Antler Week and got there at like six. It was miserable because I hate getting up that early. And Coach Hickman, you and Coach G. Oh yeah, we're all throwing weights. Yeah, yeah. But all those guys, you know, they're they're dedicated at it and take it seriously. Coach G gets up there. I mean, he's up there at. Uh, I think 5 a.m. He goes to bed at 8:30. I mean, it's you know, when it, one day when he gets a family, that stuff will change. But right now, he can enjoy that. He's he's you know, single guy, so he can do that stuff right now. But yeah, it's just kind of one of those things. We all sort of that's one of the things we have in common. We like working out and and uh, we we like to challenge each other that way. And so that's that's kind of a fun thing to do. Also, I mean, do you feel like that transfers to the kids? I mean, they come in in the morning, see you guys working out. Yeah, I mean, I think it helps. That, I think yeah. it helps. They see us that that. And I'm not ever, I, you know, I, I don't want everyone to be those guys that I just, I don't want to be, I'm yelling, I'm over there yelling at them to do something and I got, uh, you know, Taco Casa hanging out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> uh, I, no, no knock on Taco Casa. It's a great no, place. No, yes. 
with two Cur Kerrville locations to serve you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, I, I just feel like it, it, there's that it's an added benefit when the kids can see you also engaging in discipline of getting up early yes. and taking care of yourself and working right. out that you're not just barking at them that you're practicing what you preach. And so I think that's another side benefit of taking care of yourself and working out is because the kids are going to see that and they're going to see, okay, uh, he's actually doing this too. And, and he can jump in there with us and, and work out or, or do whatever. Uh, he's not just, you know, standing over in the corner, scratching himself, yelling at me. So uh, anyway, yeah, I think that's part of it. Uh, an important part too. And honestly with kids, humor is huge with kids. And I feel like this Tyvee, especially we went to the uh, football banquet the other day and some of those coaches that I haven't really gotten to know, they yeah. are funny, yeah, man. Yeah. 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 It's, um, we do, we have, we have an office of funny guys. It's, uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff maybe we can't share on the radio, but um, <laughs> a lot of stuff that goes on that's, that just makes it really enjoyable. It's, it's always fun cracking on the kids and, and they, and no, that's, that's, you know, we have nicknames for them and, yeah. and, and inside jokes and, and, and that's all part of just the love that we have for them. I mean, uh, it's not a malicious thing by any stretch or, um, but, but it's something, it's just part of, again, building those relationships. Uh, some of those kids don't get that kind of attention anywhere else. And so they know when they come into the stadium or come into the uh, field house in the morning that, you know, if they got a new haircut or I think, you know, they were wearing something goofy, I'm going to say something about it. And, uh -huh. and that's okay. You know, they, they crack on me too. And, <laughs> and uh, so it's just part of that relationship that you have with them. Well, and, you know, I talk with uh, Mason coaches who, of course, won a state championship this past year. And I say, what is, how do you keep these kids engaged? Because it is such a long, yeah. drawn out. I mean, when you make that long run. Yeah. You know, I said, how do you keep these kids engaged where they want to keep coming to yeah. practice? Because really, I mean, yeah. man, it's. Yeah, that's, I mean, part of it is, and this is cliche, but you have to take it one game at a time. I think you get caught up in looking at the next week and who we might play if we win this and the bracket looks like this. I think that can get sort of drag on a little bit. So you just have to really focus on, you know, this, that, that segment of that practice. But also, yeah, um, you know, don't take yourself too seriously. You know, you, you guys know Coach Russ. Uh, he coaches defensive line with me and does an absolutely great job. And, you know, every Wednesday, he, he's the scout team quarterback. He, I mean, he is the scout team quarterback, um, and he studies those guys, and he knows what they're going to do, and so he tries to emulate them. And then on Wednesdays, he, uh, he'll dress up like the scout team quarterback or like the quarterback that we're playing that week. If yeah, wears, right. If he wears an arm sleeve, Coach Russ is going to wear an arm sleeve, and he'll wear a helmet or something, and he'll get out there, and then he'll torch us on a Wednesday and we're trying to get our kids to feel good about the game plan. He's out there dropping dimes on our corners and, <laughs> and coach Hickman and I kind of get mad at him because then we go into the locker room feeling, you know, question our game plan because coach Russ is out there tearing us up. But um, so, but that's just one of those things. Again, he loves it and he takes passion or he has a passion for it and takes pride in it. And, uh, but the kids enjoy it too. Cause they, they see that it's, it means something to him. And uh, so in turn, it's going to mean something to them. Yeah. Great point. Uh, what other things do you coach at Ivy? I uh, I have the best spring sport gig in the um, probably in the state, and I really don't like talking about it because I don't want people to get jealous. But um, I am in charge of uh, every every um, football player who uh, doesn't play a spring sport um, can come and lift weights after school and 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 do some extra stuff. And so I'm in charge of that, just overseeing that. Wow. And so, so you really don't have to coach anything else. I mean, that's very unusual. Yeah, it is. It is. When they told me that, that in, in the interview, I thought, are, are you serious? That's okay. <laughs> uh -huh. um, and, and so, no, that's an, the, the, 
it's it's just a way for us to get some extra work in yeah and those kids really enjoy it and it's it's a lot more laid back than it is in the period but that to me that's where those relationships are built because you're walking around talking to kids and i'm talking to quarterbacks or running backs or kids that i don't usually uh, interact with during the season so that's that's the time when you build those relationships with those kids is you know after school and and you can you know sort of talk to them about things that are going on or you know the game that's you know that that's coming up that weekend or or whatever so that's 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 part of the reason why I enjoy that so much. All right. Very good. Well, that's going to wrap up another weekend edition of the final score. Coach Taylor, appreciate you coming oh, thank in, you man. so much. I enjoyed it. Yeah, good times. You're going to have to do it again. And that does it for episode one of Keep Your Pads Down. Special thanks to Mark and Jonathan for having me on their show and all they do for local high school sports in our area. We'll finish every show with a quote of the week. And our quote for episode one comes out of the Bible in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3, it says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. Be sure to check back next week when we have our first guest on the show and we really get into some D-line play. But until then, keep your pads down.